Hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> so we'll be coming from the book of Psalms, the 23rd chapter, most of everybody's familiar with. Amen. We'll be doing Psalms 23, verse 1 through 6. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord reads, And the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, but thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So Amen. there is our scriptures for today. Amen. And so as we were studying, um, our topic is God promise is intentional. So we have to know that God promise, it is intentional. It's not by mistake. It's not by mishap. It's not about it, it is intentional. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and get down into the word on today. Amen. Verse number one, and it reads again, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Amen. Amen. And as we was, as we were studying this, amen, there were so many things that had came to us and stuff like that. But I want y'all to kind of bear with us, amen, because we kind of got quite a bit of little <laughs> stuff here broke down, amen. But However God leads us, amen, that's what we're going to say, amen. As the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I, I began to uh, look up the word shepherd, amen. If you see me uh, looking down, amen, I'm just kind of reading off my paper, my notes. And, and when I looked it up, it says, a person who tends sheep, someone who watches over, looks after, or guides someone. I began to think about the, the duty of, of a shepherd, amen. A lot of us would look at it and say, well, that's, that's a pretty easy job, amen. You know, leading the sheep around here, making sure they, you know, do what they're supposed to do and not get lost and stuff like that. And, and I began to, it began to come to me, like, even with our pastor, amen. You, you think about it, you got all these, sheep all these people and all of us got different personalities amen <laughs> you got some stiff necks some you know some some rebellious some don't want to don't want to do right some want to eat from the other field some want to you got all these different personalities amen and to have all of them come together amen that's a that's a lot of work that's a that's a lot of work is it the lord is he is my shepherd I shall not want. I began to, I said, Lord, I shall, I shall not want. It says, 
it also expresses duty or moral obligations as he should do it, whether he will or not. Now, as I begin to look a little further, I say, Lord, you are a shepherd. It says, I, I shall not want. So in other words, we shouldn't be lacking nothing, amen? We, we shouldn't be lacking nothing. If we if we lacking anything, amen, it's on our part, amen? Because if we, if we do what we're supposed to be doing, if we falling after our shepherd, after, you know, after, after the Lord, amen, we shouldn't, we shouldn't want for nothing. That there is nothing that we should want for, amen, if we follow after him. When you begin to start taking these little detours, trying to <laughs> go around and try to call yourself going the easy way out, amen, that's when you start lacking a whole lot of things. Now you're getting lost and then you don't got lost. Now you fear don't set in because you're scared because you don't know where nobody else at because you don't want it off. Amen. Amen. So there's a lot of things when we when when we get off course, amen. There's a there's a lot of things taking taking the place, amen. When we get out of line, amen. And we just we get away from our, 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 our leader. Amen. You got anything to do? Um, let's go to we have a reference scripture um for this verse right here, Isaiah 40 and 11. And it reads, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom. And he, I'm sorry, and shall um, gently lead those that are with young. And so when we were studying um, these scriptures, it says he shall, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. If we are his flock, then he will feed us. We should not hunger and thirst and want for nothing. And not only is he going to feed us, he said that he would gather, he's going to gather the lambs with his arms. So that means he's come, he's going to come and he's going to take us up. That means that when we are in his arms, that means that he is protecting us. He is covering us. He is yeah. keeping us. Those times when you didn't know how you was going to make it, that was God that had done came and he had to gather you together. He picked you up in his arms. What happens when a child begins to cry? The parent comes and they pick that child up. They come to comfort that child. They come to let that child know that everything is okay. Everything is going to be all right. When the Lord comes, he mm -hmm. comes to gather us in his arms. And not only to gather us in his arms, but he comes to carry us in his bosom, in that safety place, that place of safety, that place of comfort, that mm -hmm. place of peace, that place of rest. And he shall lead us. Amen. We got to allow him to lead us. Like Minister Marco said, we can't be taking detours. We can't be going astray. If Amen. we lead, if he leading us, we're not going to want for nothing. Amen. The Bible says that he shall supply all of our needs. So if we are following after God, there is no need that we should be without. There's nothing that we should need. He says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. So we shall not want because why? Because he is our, he is our shepherd. He's going to feed us. He's going to gather us. He's going to comfort us. He's going to carry us. He's going to protect us. And that's, that's what the Lord is to us. He is our shepherd. Man. We have to allow him to be just that our shepherd. Amen. 
not our sugar daddy. We have to allow him to be our shepherd. Amen. Not just because, oh, I'm just going to do this so God can bless me. No, that's not what this is. We have to allow God to be just what he says Amen. that he is, our shepherd. Not, not be something else that he is not trying to put him in a box, trying to minimize him to no, God is greater Man. than anything. And so we have to allow God to be our shepherd and not nothing else. Amen. We have to allow God to lead us and we not trying to lead God. Amen. That's right. See, we want, we want, we want God, but we want to lead God to where we want him to go. Not where God is leading us to go. We have to allow God to be that shepherd. Amen. Amen. I just want to say a little bit, just a little something else too, for those that, you know, you know, <laughs> I just want to make it clear now. We, 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 we following God, amen. But God is also, our pastors following God. So we got to follow, follow her as, follow her now. I'm going to try to, Understand now, you you just can't think that you can look over our leader and just go to God, Amen. Now, hold up, now you gotta. <laughs> there's, there's an order here now. I just want I just want y'all to understand that we we, we following, she's following God and we following after her, Amen. So I just want to kind of clear that up, Amen. For those that might you know, you know you know how the devil try to come in and try to you know trick people a little bit, you know trip us up a little bit. But I just want to let y'all know that, Amen. Yeah, the Lord is our shepherd, amen, but our pastor is our leader, amen. She's leading us, amen. As God is leading her, he's leading, he, as God is leading her, she's leading us, amen. So whatever God is instructing on her to tell us and what us to do, amen, we got to do what she has asked of us to do, amen. Amen. Amen, we can go on now, amen. I, I feel a release <laughs> now, I can go on to the next verse. <laughs> Hallelujah, Amen. Amen. And it reads, verse number two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And, and even as we was looking, um, and the closest thing that I could find, okay, so we're going to start with make. When you make something, usually the first thing that comes to mind is to force. Well, we know that God is a God of, he's not going to force us to do nothing. He gives us the option. So, he will cause something to exist or come about or to bring about. That's the root word of make. That's one of the root words of make. I put it like that because it was several definitions. So, that was one of the root words of make. And so, he's going to allow us, he's going to bring into existence the ability for us to lay down in green pastures. And, and I found the closest word definition that I can find to green pastures was greener pastures. And greener pasture definition reads, a better or more promising situation, a new place or activity that offers new opportunities. So not only is he going to bring about, he's not going to only to come about, but cause to exist and he's going to bring about a better or a more promising situation, a new place, a new activity, yeah. new opportunities. So for those of you that are looking for something new, 
you have to be able to lie down in green pastures. Amen. You got to allow God to be that shepherd so you can lay down in green pastures, so you can lay down in new opportunities, so you can lay down in more promising situations, so you can lay down in better, so you can lay down in a new place. Not stay in the same place, but a new place. Not a stagnant place or a stuck place, but a new place, new activities. And when you think about new activities, you're thinking about doing something different, not what you've done in the past, but something different. Not keep going over the same cycle, same cycle, same cycle over and over again, but a new activity, something new, something that you've never done before. A new activity. A new situation, a promising situation. Amen. New opportunities. Okay. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That is the promise that he is making to us. And see, I know we've all have had people that have made promises. And they didn't, they didn't keep the promises. They have did the promises or they just forgot all about the promise. And I can even say I even made promises not only to myself, but I made promises to God that I didn't even keep. Yeah. But God is not like man. God is not like man. He is going to keep his promise. We just have to follow the shepherd. We have to follow who is leading us. And even as Minister Marco says, God is leading Pastor Katrina. God is leading Apostle Leonard. God is leading our overseer, Pastor Lincoln. And so we have to follow after them. Man, man. We have to be followers. And one thing, one thing that I always remember, you can't be a leader unless you learn how to follow. That is one thing Pastor Katrina always says. You cannot lead somebody unless you learn yourself how to follow. So for those of you that always want to jump up and lead, are you following? Mm. Are you following? But not only are you following, are you following in obedience? Because you can follow anything. It's like the blind leading the blind. Everybody going to fall in the ditch. But if if you are following in obedience, then you don't have nothing to worry about. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about it. And how you how you know if you follow in obedience? If your flesh tells you one thing, but you know you're supposed to do another, but you fall in your flesh and your flesh is satisfied, that's how you know you're in disobedience. If you following in obedience and you upset and you mad because you couldn't do what you wanted to do, that's how you know you're in obedience. So we're gonna we're gonna get a we're gonna get a clear understanding of obedience and disobedience. So that way you know, okay, if my flesh is satisfied and I'm happy and I'm just doing what I want and I'm just stroking my flesh, no, you in disobedience. You're not following the shepherd and you're out of line. And no, he is not gonna make you lay down in no green pastures. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And the second part it says. And it says, he lived me beside the still waters. And even as I was looking up still waters, it's a part of a stream where no current is uh, visible. 
And so what what was there is no current visible. And when you think about current, you think about rough waters, you think about ties, you thinking about chaos and confusion. You think we've all done had some sort of experience where we done seen some currents. Currents will take you under. Yes. Currents will cause you to lose your life. Yeah. And I we've we've had firsthand experience with a family member. So we know that you going, you going in a current is not a good thing. But when God leads you beside the still waters, there is no chaos, there is no confusion, there is no fear, there is no unsettling, there is none of that. When you have still waters, you have peace. When you have still waters, you can hear clearly, you can think clearly, you can see clearly. But when you have waters that is all stirred up and stuff is going on and you got all this stuff going on, you can't hear nothing. You can't see nothing. That's why we have to allow him to even still, to, even to this scripture, to lead us beside the still water. Yeah. Jesus. Because when we are led, he is leading us to a place of peace. Yeah. A place of a clear mind, a place of a clear heart, a place of clear thoughts. When God is leading us beside the still waters. Hey man, I just uh, I just want to kind of think back up for a little bit what you said. You know, when I when I read this scripture, and hey man, I kind of had a little different interpretation of it a little bit. Hey man, I'm just gonna when she was talking about definition about a better or more promising situation. Hey man, I thought about. I said, well. A lot of us ain't in a better, more a promising situation, amen. He said, he maketh me to lie down. Amen. He maketh me to lie down. I mean, he, he got to make us, you know, he got to make us, you know, want to do better. I mean, you want a promising, a promising, a promising uh, life? Amen. We should want a more, a better and promising uh, uh, life. He said, a better or more situation, a new place or activity that offers new opportunities, amen? So he got to make us want, to, want, want all this right here. We should, we should want that, amen? Amen. Say so he makes me to lie down. He want the best for us, amen? He got to, you mean to tell me he got to make us? Uh, uh, and think about it. He, he makes me to lie down. And green pastures. And not only that, he leads me beside the still waters. Amen. Like she said, the still was a part of a stream where no current is visible. Amen. It's peaceful. Do we do we want peace in our life? Amen. <laughs> Do we really want peace, amen? Do we really want to lay down and grieve pastors, amen? Because a lot of us, our lives, our lifestyle tells us in a different way, amen. Our, our, our actions speak differently. God trying to make life better for us. He, he, he got to make us lay down, lay down the green pastures. 
<laughs> Not only that, he got to lead us beside the still waters. He's trying to make it better for us, and some of us still can't get it. <laughs> we, we still don't, we still don't, we, we still haven't grabbed it. Amen. What he's trying to do. We're looking at things, oh Lord, trying to do like so much. A lot of times, stuff, you know, God allows certain things to happen, amen, not to not to hurt us, but to try to get us to look toward him, amen? Amen. Not, not for us to get emotional and all in our feelings and this and that and this and that. Anytime, you know, pastor, anybody might, you know, we might get a rebuke or anything. Oh, Lord. You see, I know they... Oh, Lord, they just they just do me any kind of way that, you know, the church take this and like that. Amen. The truth, the Bible said the truth will make us free. Amen. Amen. How you being made free? That's I, I can't, I don't know what to tell you on that part now. How you being made free? Because we we all play a part in part in that, amen. Some of us be rebellious, say, man, you, you can't we can't just come to you and say, Oh, you know what? It'd be all right. You can't do everybody like that. Amen. And some of them they, they, they want you to do that, but you can't you can't do that. Man, he makes he makes me to lie down the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Who, who would want that? Amen. We gonna move on, amen. I'm <laughs> we, we gonna move on. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we'll move on to verse number three. As he's making us lie down in green pastures and leading us beside the still water, guess what else? He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Amen. He restores my soul. He's given us back what we have lost. He's given us back what was broken. He's given us back what was abused and bruised and mishandled and mistreated. He's given it back to us. Bringing it back into existence to return to an earlier or original condition. When he created us, he created us to worship and to praise him. Yeah. And so he is restoring our soul. So we have allowed our souls to become tainted and we have allowed it to become filthy. We have filled it with so much other stuff that he's, he's got to restore our soul. It, it, our soul has become like filthy rags. So much stuff is on the inside. So much deception on the inside. So much untruthfulness on the inside. Yeah. He got to come and he got to watch. When you restore something, you got to first clean it up. You can't restore something if you can't see what you're trying to restore. It is dirty. Yeah. If you think about a car that has been sitting outside in the weather and you're trying to restore, you can't even tell what color the paint is until you wash the car. So once you be, once you come and you wash the car, you clean out the inside, you wipe down the inside. Now, it, okay, now I see the original color. Now I can see the original paint job. Now I can see what the original state of it was. Now I can see it, but I got to first clean this thing up. I got to first come wash and I got to first come cleanse you. He restores my soul. He comes to cleanse our soul. He comes to wash and he comes to purify our soul. And some of us so discolored, amen, amen. He, they got to come back. We gotta, they got to get a whole other paint job, amen. 
I was about washing it, man. We got to get a whole other paint job. Hallelujah. We got to get a whole other. Restore to, to give back, return to put or bring back into existence or use. Like the, someone's wondering why God ain't really using us. Hey, man, he got to get us back together. Amen. Hey, man, we got to be restored. Hey, man, he said, bring back to the former original state to renew, refresh, rejuvenate. Hallelujah. Some of us got to, we got to be rejuvenated. Amen. Amen. We got to bring back to his former, former place. I have a saying, you know, like she was saying, yeah, some, you make it wash it and get it back. But some of us got to be painted all over again. We got to get right. We got to be painted. We got to get right. I mean, we just had this color. We, we got, God got to really paint us back together, amen. That way we can look like something, amen. Hallelujah. He restored my soul. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. I looked up the word leadeth, amen. It says to God on a, a, a way, especially by going to advance, to direct on a course or in a direction. In a direction, amen. Okay, what direction are you going in? He, he, has, he says he has to come back and lead, he leadeth, he comes back and leadeth us in the in the path of righteousness. What direction are we going in? In order for God to lead us, we got to first follow. And for us to follow him, we got to do what he had asked us to do. We got to be obedient. Amen. Amen. Lead us me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. What 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 are the path of, what are the path of righteousness? Is to walk by God's side, to be committed to Him, to be loyal, to be faithful to Him. And you might ask yourself, okay, what are the what are the qualities of, of righteousness? We got to live a blameless life and walk upright. We got to speak the truth from our heart. And we got to be righteous people that do not criticize or shame others concerning their neighbors. In other words, stop talking about people. You <laughs> <laughs> got to stop talking about people. Amen. Amen. That's what, he, that's what he's saying. These are, the, these are the qualities of righteousness. We, we, you, in order for us to follow God, amen, we got to do exactly what he has commanded us to do, amen. amen. Nothing else ain't going to work. Your opinion, my opinion don't matter when it comes to what God has said, amen. That goes out the door, along with everything else you think or feel. These are the, these are the qualities of righteousness. Amen. We got to speak the truth. Hallelujah. We got to speak the truth. Righteousness, that's one of the one of the chief attributes of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We will go on. <laughs> Amen. And I just want to say too, you might say, well, how do how do I walk in righteousness of God? 
Amen. I got that for you too. Amen. <laughs> Pursuing righteousness is an ongoing journey. Amen. It's an ongoing journey. You got to encourage yourself daily in the Lord by keeping your eyes on him, Amen. reading the word, praying and asking for wisdom and making purposeful efforts to walk in the spirit. Amen. That's what we have to do. That it ain't pointed at and that one person. That's for that's for all of us. Amen. That's for all of us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're gonna move on, amen. <laughs> I ain't trying to make nobody upset. I just want to just give you what God gave me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse number four. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. And it starts out, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And the shadow of death is a deep, dark, cold, lonely place. Yeah. And we all, at some point in time, have this part of the scripture in common. At some point in our life, we had to walk through a situation, a circumstance, a mishap, or whatever the case may be, through the valley of the shadow of death, a deep, dark, cold, lonely place. But guess what? It says, "I though I walk through. It didn't say, though I dwelt there. It didn't say, though I rested there. It Amen. says, walk through. That means that when you walk through something, that means that you're not there to stay. Amen. That's not the place for you to reside there. That's not the place for you to become stuck there. It says, though I walk through. So that means that you came through that thing. That means that this thing is not going to keep you. You are not going to stay in that deep, dark, cold, lonely place. Amen. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this thing is not here for you to stay in it. Amen. You are walking through this thing. You are coming out of it. When you walk through something, that means you're not staying in that place. It's, it's a place when you, it's like when you driving, when you go from one state to the next, what do you do? You drive through it. Amen. That means that you are not there. That is not your destination. That is not the place where you're supposed to stop, dwell, reside, or take up residence. None of that. Amen. That's this this, yeah, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but that's not the place for you to stay there. Amen, that's right. It was not meant for you to stay in that place. It was not meant for you to be in that darkness. The Bible talks about where there's darkness, Satan has the right to rule. Amen. Yes, we are about to walk through this thing. We're not about to stay in this dark place. Amen. We're not about to stay in this cold place. We're not about to stay in this low place. We're walking through this thing. Yeah. We're not about to reside here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And then after that, he says, I will fear no evil. Yeah. And when you think about fear, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by disbelief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, harm, or threat. Fear, when fear comes in, fear comes to paralyze you you to stay in the valley 
When you allow fear to come in, fear comes to grip you so you can't make sound decisions and you stay in the valley because now you have gotten so comfortable that now you want to reside in the valley. You want to take up residence in the valley, but it says, I will fear no evil. So anything that tries to come and to keep me in that place, I'm not about to fear that thing. I'm not about to fear that God is calling me higher. I'm not about to fear that. I'm not about to fear that God is trying to use me. I'm not about to stay in that valley. I'm not about to fear of what is coming next because I'm not about to stay in this valley. And we think of a valley, a valley is a low place between high mountains and hills and, and all that kind of stuff. And then we look at the mountain, oh, that mountain too big. God said, speak to it. He told us to speak to the mountain. So we in the valley, we think, okay, we in this low place, but oh, it's too high to get up there. God said, speak to the mountain. So there, there's always there's always a way to come out of this. There's always a way through this. There's, a, there's always, yes. God is leading us. He's making a path. He's instructing us. He's directing us. He's guiding us. He's leading us. He's making a way for us. Amen. When he, when he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you think God is going to have you go through something and just leave you there and drop you off Amen. and say, figure out how to get out there on your own? No, that's not the God that we serve. Amen. Mm. You think God said, okay, we could be up in the airplane. Now you got to parachute into this valley, but now you're in this valley. Now you got to figure out how to come out of this valley. This, no, this is not what that is. God, when God takes you in a low place, understand God promised it's for you to come out of that place. Amen. But we have to learn that there is a lesson in the valley. Amen. There is a lesson that needs to be learned while you're in that low place. Amen. There is a lesson that needs to be learned while you're sitting in the while you not sitting, walking through the valley. Amen. There's a lesson learned in the valley. And we have to ask God, God, what is it that you're trying to teach me in this place? What is it that you're trying to teach me in this situation? What is it that I miss, God? Because I don't want to miss it again and stay and keep walking through this valley. The children of Israel was in the wilderness. What took 40 days, what's supposed to have been 40 days, took 40 years. No. Three, I'm sorry, three days. My apologies, three days. But what was a journey that was supposed to take Three days took 40 years. Amen. And they was walking through the, what was supposed to have been walking through the wilderness for three days. Yes. But out of that disobedience, that murmuring and that complaining, that bite biting and, and all that stuff against God and all that stuff, he caused them to walk in a circle. They didn't even realize they was even walking in a circle. <laughs> they missed the lesson. Yeah. Amen. So you mean to tell me it took them 40 years before they caught it? Yes. So how long is it going to take you? How many times is it going to take you to keep walking through the valley before you catch it? Mm-hmm. Me, I want to catch the lesson on the first time because I don't like repeating nothing. I don't like staying back. It's just like when you in school, what you do, you do your work. You make sure you make at least a C enough so you can, you know, I'm listen, I'm trying to get out this way. I don't, we don't all had at least one teacher we didn't like. 
and we did whatever we could to get out that one teacher class because that teacher was mean. That teacher did not like us. That teacher pushed us. That teacher gave us too much homework. So what we did, we made sure we did our work. We turned it in. We in class on time. We paid attention. Why? Because we did not want to repeat that class. We did not want to repeat that grade. We did not want to do that lesson, that topic, all over again. Yeah. And it's the same thing right here. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow with that, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. We have to know that God is with us. Yeah. Even as we walk through this low place. Yeah. Even as we walking through, now we don't want to extend our walk no longer than what it has to be. Because if you miss the lesson, it's almost like you keep <clears throat> you keep adding blocks and you keep adding blocks and you keep adding blocks. She's like, Lord, but I don't walk over this one. I don't walk over this one. But you didn't get the lesson while you was walking through it. Yeah. You miss what God was trying to teach you. You miss what God was trying to tell you. You miss what God was trying to show you. You miss what God was trying to speak. But even in that, he is still with us. Even though we miss the lesson, we miss and we fail the test. For thou art with me. God is still even with us going through this place. Taking the test and failing it, God is still with us. Why? Because he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He will be with us always until the ends of the earth. That is why he is still with us. That is why God is still walking with us. That is why God is still on our side. Because he made a promise that he will not leave us. Even in that low place. God is still walking with us. He's still with us. We got to know that, okay, God, I feel like I'm in this place. I feel like I'm isolated. I feel like I'm all by myself. I feel like I'm not fitting in right now. I just can't seem to get it together. Understand God is still with you. God is still with you in that low place, in that valley, in the shadow of death that dark place, that cold place, that lonely place. God is still with you. No, you don't see him, but he is still with you. Then it goes on and it says, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Listen. Now, if you know what a rod is, the rod of correction, that don't sound like something that will be a comfort, does it? <laughs> Man. But it says, thy rod in, in thy staff comfort me. They, they comfort me. And so even a rod is a relatively short, heavy club-like device. A staff is a long and thinner um, that is a hook or a crook on one end. So it's almost like... Um, a modern day, what would be considered like a cane, a walking cane is what, you know, it, it can put you in the um, staff can be what you look as a walking cane. And the rod in the staff comforts me. The rod and the staff, they are both used as a, as a um, means of protection from wildlife from animals that try to come and try to eat sheep, wolves and bears and all kinds of stuff. 
that tries to come and take cheat, that tries to come and take you out, that thing that has tried to come and that thing that tried to pull you away, that thing that comes and said that you can't do it, that thing that came and said that you can't be this, that thing that said you won't do this, that thing that says you won't amount up to nothing, that thing that keeps telling you that you're not adequate. That rod and that staff, it came to comfort. Yeah. It is used as protection, but not only protection, but it is a representation of discipline. It represents discipline. So not only are we are looking at protection and discipline, but that what comes to protect us and comes to discipline us, it is a comfort. It is a comfort to us. It comes to comfort us. It comes to make us better. It comes to say, I understand it's just like when you're when you were younger, we all probably at one some one point in time had got had done got a whooping, got in trouble, got punished for whatever reason or another. But what that did, that came and it made us better. And it's the same thing with the rod and the staff. It came to comfort us. It comes to say, it is okay that you walk through the valley. It is okay that you would not fear evil. Understand God is with me. God is with you. His rod and his staff, it comes to comfort us, to let us know that it is okay. You will be all right. You can do this. You are not inadequate. You are not without. You are loved. That's what that staff and that rod comes to do. We look at it as the first thing when I saw the rod, I was thinking like, that sound like that'll hurt if you get struck with it. I don't think that that is that's you know very comfortable. You know, somebody hitting you with a stick or something like that. I don't think that but that's not that's not what that is for. It comes to comfort us to let us know that everything is gonna be okay. God is with us. God, I mean, God is He's here for us. Amen. Amen. Just to add a little something, like she was saying, you know, you know, uh that rod and the stab it do, it comes to comfort us and to you know get us back in line, amen. Like she was saying, we got whoopings and stuff. Yeah, the bit was made to hold your pants up, but it also was made to tear your tail <laughs> up too. So, you know, so either which way, man, it still did us some good, amen. Amen. We 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 can't bail, amen. We want to get no whipping, amen. We know the bit was used to hold our pants up, amen, but also we used to tear your tail up, amen. Amen. Yeah, even though you got to walk through the valley, yeah, you got to walk through. I would feel no evil. I, I would always, I keep saying, God always keep reminding me. He always keep bringing back to Ezekiel. I don't know why he just keep telling me, keep telling me. I didn't, I didn't want, I don't, I don't want you to go through the valley and you stop in the valley. Because there are a lot of things in this valley, in this low place, there are a lot of things, and most of it is. Troubling, amen. And that's where we get caught up at, man. We we start looking around, you know. You know, Ezekiel, we're looking at all these dry bones, all these dead bones and stuff like that. All these, and like us, we look at all these dead situations, even with the, the pandemic, amen. You know, everybody's so focused, oh, the gas going up, oh, the, the, the meat so high, you can't even buy chicken wings no more. I mean, everything is just we so focused on that. Anytime we take our eyes off of God, amen, we see all this stuff, amen, we start, there's a lot of things start taking place, amen, when we take amen. our eyes off God. Just like when people walking, 
He took his eyes off God. He started singing. Anytime we take our eyes off God, then stuff began to happen. We begin to start seeing things. Amen. The valley wasn't like, like uh, uh, Elders was saying, we're supposed to go through the valley. There's a lesson in the valley, not amen. to hurt us, amen, but to, to make us stronger, to, you know, to, to rely on God, amen. We can't get in the valley and stop and start looking at stuff, amen. He didn't tell us to do that. He said, as you go through the valley, he didn't say stop in there. He said, even when you go through it, man, he said, you will feel no evil, for he, he's with us. Man. Whether he had to <clears throat> tap us a little bit with the rods and stop looking over him, stop looking over there, uh, uh, with the staff, snatch us back from this because we're about to get ate up or whatever. Whatever the case may be, amen, it was for our good, amen. amen. It got us back in line. Don't go over there. Snatch us with the staff. Come back this way. Amen. We, we, we get to looking around, amen. When we start looking around, amen, we start seeing things. We start getting fearful. So now we scared to even go. We scared to even start moving, amen, because we in fear. We don't know what's on the other side. We don't know how we're going to get there. We see all these things around us, amen. He said, go through the valley. He didn't say nothing about stopping and looking around, being nosy. <laughs> see, that's another thing. A lot of us is real nosy. <laughs> we, we, we very nosy. That's the truth. We, we, we nosy. And we want to know everything. Amen. He, he God wants us to know everything. He can tell us everything. He don't even tell us everything. He, he prophesied in parts because he knows if he tell us everything, a lot of us probably will stop in that valley. Probably will be scared <laughs> to do anything. Amen. So we have to, we got to do exactly how God, what he's telling us to do. Amen. If he tells us to go through the valley, go through the valley. He, he never said things wouldn't happen. He said he'll be with us. He promises that. So we got to stand on his word, amen. Amen. He honored his word above his name. So we know he ain't gonna we know he ain't gonna lie. If you don't want to look at a lie, I know he ain't gonna lie himself, amen. So amen. if we do exactly what he is telling us to do, amen, we wouldn't have any problems. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, and I often think about um the story when uh, Pastor Trina had preached one time about the sheep and oh, they want to go over there, they want to eat blueberries and you don't know on the other side of that blueberry bush there's a wolf that's waiting to take your head off so are you over there trying to eat what look like it's good and what want to satisfy your flesh stick your head in that bush and you might not even come back after a berry man. you going over there to eat the blueberries like god told you to go over there and eat strawberries but no you want to be defiant and you want to go over there and eat it the blueberries because it's at your height and that's what you like but you don't know. Sometimes what you like can cost you something. It's gonna cost you something. Amen. Amen. It's gonna cost you. It may not be right then, but understand, it will cost you. Amen. Definitely will. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We're gonna go on to verse number five. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And it reads, "Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies." I anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. And when you think about prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, that means that those that have spoke against you is about to see the promise of God come to pass. Amen. When you prepare a table, when you prepare, you make ready beforehand for something for purpose, use, or activity 
to work out the details of plan in advance and put together. So God is about to prepare this table before you in your enemy's presence. Thou prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. So everybody that has spoken against you, that said you would never be nothing, that said you could never do this, and why you go to church so much, and why you believe in God for this, and why you just can't do this, and why you got to follow after that woman pastor. Let me just go ahead and just say that right there. Why you following after this woman pastor? Come on, we finna nip that in the book because God is leading her. Amen. Man. God has one has anointed her. God has set her over us. That's why we following after her. Well, you don't have to do all of that. Yes, I do. And matter of fact, it ain't even enough. Amen. Amen. We want to sit here and complain about, well, I don't understand why I got to post the scripture every day and why I got to read and why I got to do this and why I got to be under this person and I don't like this person because God has appointed them to do that. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God has a purpose and a plan for everything that he does. God has a purpose and a plan. God is very intentional about everything that he does. See, he wants he want those enemies of yours to see how he is about to bless you. Amen. No, we ain't got to go and say, oh, God gave me, you know, Go out and being boastful and prideful. No, we no, we're not doing that either. Amen. Amen. We're not, we're not, we've been, we're gonna humble ourselves. <clears throat> we're gonna humble ourselves. We ain't finna go out there and be boastful. You know, and a lot of people they want to go on social media and they want to be boastful about, you know, all the stuff that you know they got. <clears throat> you know, as far as like they house and their cars, you ain't got to do all that. Amen. You ain't got to do all that. God gonna make a table in the presence of your enemy and while he's making this table and preparing this table he's also about to anoint your head he's about to anoint you because God is calling you to a higher level God is calling you up just like this season right now God is saying come up come up come up come up come up you got to do better you got to want more you got come up come up it's time to come up but you can't come up God has to anoint you, but you can't be anointed because you haven't stepped up. Man, hallelujah. You haven't stepped up to the plate. You're not ready to be anointed. It is not a good thing for you to be anointed in the same place where you're at. Because why? Because the anointing, it destroys yokes. And if you cannot get your prayers past the ceiling, you cannot destroy no yokes. Man. If you have doubt and you pray and your prayer is not about to hit the ceiling, Amen. it ain't even gonna make it past the light. Amen. <laughs> he said that he anointed my head with oil. You got to work for that oil. Man. You got to show that God, I am faithful, I'm committed, I'm ready, I'm I'm gonna ready, I'm ready to do because I want you to anoint me with. My with the oil that you have for me, not the oil that you have for somebody else. Let's get that understood. <laughs> the oil that God has for Minister Marco is for Minister Marco. For the me. oil that God has for me is for me. For I only want what's for me. Amen. I don't want what's for you. I don't want what's for Amen. her. I don't want what's for him. I want God 
to Amen. anoint me with the oil that he has Amen. for me. Hallelujah. Because understand, we always want what, oh, you know, they're so blessed. And I just want to be like them. One thing Pastor Katrina always told us, <laughs> don't you don't know what they walked through mm. to get to what they got. Keep your own, amen. <laughs> you don't know what kind of trouble it took them to get to where they had. Hallelujah. You don't know how many battles they had to walk through to get that oil. Amen. amen. You don't know how many mountains they had to speak to to get that car. Amen. You don't even know if they even struggling to even keep the house famous. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I only want the oil that God has for my head. I don't want nobody else oil. You can't want somebody else stuff. You can't be covetous for somebody else's stuff. He's thou anointed my head with oil. Jeez. I want the oil that God has for me. Yeah. I want my own oil. Yeah. I want my own oil. <clears throat> and then he says, my cup runneth over. <clears throat> and when you think about something that runs over, it's like when if it's like when you're cooking and you boiling something and you boil it and you got it on high. And what does it do? It, it, it boils over. So then it starts to it starts to fill up. It starts to fill up. And it's more than what the, the container or the whatever you have, the pot can handle. It's more than what it can hold. Man. It says my cup runneth over. Mm. So that means that God is about to allow this blessing to overflow, mm. to fill us. Yeah. It's about to run over. It's about to be so much that we can't even contain it. We can't even hold it. We have to pass it out. We have to be a blessing to somebody else. My cup runneth over. And not only we want to be a blessing to not only our family, but those outside of our family. Yes. Say it again. We want to be a blessing outside of our immediate family. Man, Hallelujah. <clears throat> Outside of those that we like, let's be a blessing to those that we don't like, those that we don't get along with. How about that blessing? My cup runneth over. <clears throat> My cup running over. God is about to do this thing. He's about to fill this cup up. Hallelujah. That this cup cannot contain the blessings of God. The cup isn't big enough. The container isn't big enough. My cup runneth over. This thing about to over, this thing is about to overflow. Amen. Whatever container that you have that you think that you got, that you got, no, that ain't big enough. I don't care how big you think it Hallelujah. is. We go get the gallon size, that's still not enough. Hallelujah. We go get the five gallon, that still ain't big enough. Jesus. This cup is about to run over. About to run over. Amen. Amen. He said, don't worry about what they say. Amen. Don't worry about what they saying. Amen. Don't worry about what they're doing. He said, I'm praying a table for you. This verse is it's very personal. Amen. This is it's very personal. He said, Thou prepares a table before you, before me, in the presence of, of my enemies. So don't worry about what they're saying, amen. They're gonna say stuff, they're gonna talk amen. about you, they're gonna criticize you and all this. He said, Don't worry about that. He said, because I anointed you for this. Amen. You can handle that, amen. He anointed us for this. He said, he said, I noticed, thou anointest my head, amen, with oil, amen. <coughs> my cup runneth over. Amen. Not only he anointed us, amen, like, like uh, uh, Elder was saying, it's going to run over, amen. 
So in other words, amen, they're going to talk. They're going to talk about you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to call you everything but a child of God, amen. At the same time, when all this going on, God is just over there preparing this table, amen. He over there doing what he do best, amen. Amen. All we got to do is stay focused, amen. We got to, see, that's the thing. We can't be looking at all this stuff. And that's what we keep doing. We keep looking at everything that's around us, everything. We, we notice everything. We notice everything but what, but what God say. Amen. We, 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 you know, that's funny how we, we notice everything that's going on. But when God doing something, oh, I, I, I missed that. You missed it because you're looking at everything else. For some reason, we always miss something when they come to God. That's what I always say. Don't miss it now. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. God moving. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We miss it because we're looking at everything else. Amen. And we wonder why we ain't get blessed. We wonder why things ain't looking like they should in our life, man, because we worry about everything else and everybody else. And God trying to prepare the table. There's so much chaos going on in that life. God trying to prepare the table. You over here talking about this person, that person. Okay, I mean, and you wonder why you missed it. You missed it because your, your eyes is not on God. He's preparing the table. Amen. He's making this thing work out in our favor. And they're going to see. And not only that, he's going to knock my head with oil. And my cup going to run it over. The blessings going to run. The blessings going to flow. Amen. <clears throat> think about it. He's preparing this awesome table. Think about it. He's preparing this table. And they looking. They see it, but you know what? They they won't talk about it though. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna talk about it. They don't like about blessings. No, they don't like that. <laughs> they like when you go do stuff, but they don't like to see you when you're blessed. Amen. Amen. So all we got to do is keep our eyes on God. That's it. That's all he's saying. He's he's saying, I'm taking care of all this. We ain't got to do nothing but stay focused. He fighting for us. He said, business belongs to me. You ain't got to get back at nobody. We so Amen. busy trying to get back at what somebody else said or done. <laughs> and we, we wasting so much energy trying to figure out how we're going to get back at somebody else. And all we got to do is focus on God. Amen. He's trying to, he's trying to prepare this table. He's trying to lead us beside the still waters. I mean, what else more can we ask for? We don't have to do nothing but stay focused. That's it. Amen. And our cup is going to run over. Amen. It's going to run over. He didn't say pull up. He said run over. Amen. That's so many blessings on top of blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I had to calm down a little bit. I started getting like, <laughs> amen. We're going to move on. Amen. Amen. And we're going to read our last verse. Hallelujah. And it reads, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. We're going to stop right there. When you follow something or someone, you proceed, you go after, you engage, you call, you pursue after it. Amen. So this is saying for sure that his goodness and mercy 
is going to follow us. So this is a sure thing that mm. goodness and mercy shall follow me for how long? All the days of my life. My life. When you are following something, you are going after. Amen. So this thing of goodness and mercy is about to come after me. It's Thank about Jesus. to pursue me. It's about to chase me. It's about to precede me. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This thing is about to follow you. Not just for today, but all the days of my life. And we know that some people have followed us. They fell off. They followed us. They come back. They followed us. They went astray. They came back. They followed and they stopped. They took a break. They stayed in the valley. They came back. <laughs> they talked about you. They came back. But no, that's not what that that's that's not a sure thing. It says surely. But I know that goodness and mercy is about to follow me all the days of my life. So understand this thing here is about to follow you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you think about the word sure, it's marked by or given to feelings or confidence of certainty. I am confident and i am certain i am not lacking or wavering in what goodness and mercy is about to do for me i am not hesitating about goodness and mercy following me i'm not doubting that goodness and mercy cannot follow me it is about to happen it is about to come into fruition surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, not hesitating, not lacking, not wavering, not being in doubt, not being in fear, but surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This thing is about to follow us. This thing is about to follow us. And I don't know about you, but I can show you some goodness and some mercy to keep Amen. on following me. Lord, I come on, let's give God some praise for his goodness Hallelujah. and his mercy for following you, us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I thank you for your goodness and I thank you for your mercy for following me. Because there were some days where I did stuff and I didn't think about your goodness and neither did I think about your mercy. Hallelujah. There were some things that I said and I did where there was no goodness and no mercy nowhere near me. But God says, surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. So this is a sure thing. This is a promise. A sure thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And for, and for those that, for some of you that like to question God, amen, like some of us all do, amen. <laughs> but Lord, how this and Lord, they this and this and that. He say, yeah, but surely, don't worry, surely, goodness and mercy is going to follow you. Amen. It's going to follow you. All you got to do is do what you're supposed to do. Stay focused. Do your part. Amen. And goodness and mercy is going to follow you. 
all your days. He said, all Amen. your days of your life. And not only that, he said, you're going to, he said, we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, this, this, this chapter is so, this chapter is so encouraging. Amen. It's, it's so like right to the point. Amen. All God is telling us, amen. He wants to, he wants to do a, a new thing in us. He wants to do a, a new thing in us. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to experience the abundance, the overflow. I'll take care of your enemies. All the stuff he said he's going to do in this report. I'll take care of your enemies. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to lead you beside the still waters. Those like to be in that rough stuff. I'm going to lead you beside the still. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to lead you beside peace, joy. I mean, I'm, I'm, and then all this in this chapter, all we got to do is be obedient and do it, do as he had commanded us to do. And he said, surely goodness and mercy, it shall follow you all your days. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's, it's, it's not hard. I mean, we make it, we make it very hard. And I, I'd be the first to say it, man. I'd be, <laughs> I'm telling myself, I'm going to say this, amen. I, I'm just going to say this, amen. I say, Kira, uh, I say, I say for evangelize, I say, uh, we got to pray for six minutes. I said, I don't even think I can make it six minutes. <laughs> I said, I don't know if I can make it six minutes. She said, Marco, you can do that. You just be worried about everything. I'm like, and I'll I be honest and tell y'all, you know, I can sit up here and say uh, that I'm, I don't be kind of bothered a little bit because I be like, you know, sometimes we do look at other people. And man, we do. I, I'm guilty of that. We do look at other people, how they do things, and man. Not saying it's a bad thing, but it's the way we interpret stuff. It's how we how we look at it. Because you can learn from somebody else. Amen. But I think a lot of times we we look at stuff in a in the wrong way. Just because that person praying like that, it doesn't mean that you have to pray like that, but it, it, it should give us give us that 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 uh what's the word? That encouragement, you know, and how we can how how can how can we be better at it, but I think I I be interpreted the wrong way. I'm like Lord, I got to come behind them. Like Lord Jesus, <laughs> I'm just I'm just listen. I got to free myself. Amen. Amen. Be free. I ain't on here. I ain't on here to try to show. I ain't on here to try to please nobody else. I, I need to be free from this stuff like this. Amen. And the Bible say the truth will make you free. Amen. So if I'm struggling with something, Amen. Is it not right for me to come out and say, Amen? You, you, I have to, you have to get free, Amen. We, the, the, the church is designed, it's, it's designed as a hospital, amen? amen. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be coming time and time again together, Amen, and leave the same way, Amen. That there is no way this much power we come in here and we come together. The Bible says when we come together, unity. We strengthen, we gain strength when amen. we come together, man. We gain strength. But we got to have the right mindset, amen. We can't, everybody got different motives for why they do whatever. 
Everybody got a different motive for why they come to church. Everybody that say they're a Christian, I mean, they're not. I mean, let's just say that. Let's be honest. We, we'll say that. Because we know Christian, that's a way of, that's a lifestyle behind that. They make hey, you say things like you're Christian. I'm just gonna say that. Ain't no, I can't cut no corners. I don't know how to say no no easy way. Now I'm just saying you can't be a Christian and live any kind of way. Amen. There's no way. But I what I like about this ministry is that you don't find people acting like they got it all together. We we see that. Because I ain't the only one that be confessing stuff, amen. I mean, I don't mind God using me because I know one thing. My, my life is an open book. I'm, I'm on display, amen. I ain't, I, I ain't here to try to hide nothing. What you see is what you get, amen. That's that's who I am. But I'm not here to, to try to please people and try to butt up stuff, amen. Because one thing I realize is that God looking for a person with a pure heart. Amen. You, you got to have a pure heart. You got to have the right motives. You got to do things for the right reason, amen. Just because you do things, that don't mean God is pleased with it because you could be doing the right thing and have a wrong mindset about it, amen. Amen. <laughs> you think because you give your money and you bowl up and throw it, you think that's you, you think God blessing you behind that? Jesus. He said give, but he said give cheerfully. That's why he said be you know, cheerful give because he knows some of y'all gonna be balling up balls and stuff and throwing and stuff. He already knew that before y'all did it. See, he, he got everything. This Bible is laid out for everything. There is no excuse. Everything you need is in this word. Amen. For the ones like the old ball up balls and all this right here, for the down the ones who like to do stuff in mad spirit. All this stuff is <laughs> all this stuff is there. It's there. And all I'm saying, amen, we have to, we have to do. Exactly the way God is saying. Amen. Anything we do outside of that, it, things happen. We can't afford to be out of the will of God, none of us. Amen. That's true. We, we really can't. We cannot afford to be out of his will, amen, and not doing what we're supposed to do. He says, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow you. So there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of things that we 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 we, we get. Just for doing what he asked us to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, I pray, amen, that y'all got something, amen. I excuse me. What? Go ahead. Oh, I would just oh God. Oh, I, I just wanted to um just real briefly. Um, and it says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And when you think about something that when you dwell, that means that you reside. So right here is where you need to take up your residence. Amen. Right here is where you need to put in your change of address. Right here is where your mail needs to be going to. This is your this is your residence right here Amen. in the house of the Lord. This is where we need to stop. This is where we need to start building. This is where we need to start taking up residence. And this is where we need to dwell. Amen. Amen. So I just want to share that part with you guys before we finish. Um, I thank you guys so much. That is all that we have. Amen. So we got to do a little soul searching, y'all. Then we got to change our address, man. Amen. We got to change, we got to change our address, man. We got to do some soul searching, man. You got to work out your own salvation, amen. You know if you're doing wrong, you, we amen. know that now. 
Ain't nobody got to be trying to hold your hand and tell you did something wrong. <laughs> you know when you're doing wrong, amen. We know we got to we got to be held accountable for that, amen. amen. We think people don't. God sees everything. First of all, God sees everything. We we ain't hiding nothing. I mean, don't think that because people ain't point out stuff don't mean that they actually don't know or God ain't showed them or we know God knowing. Then trust me, everything that we do that you know our pastor, whoever the leaders that, that they don't know, Amen. Because they do, Amen. <laughs> I just want to tell you they do. So so I just I, you know just we want to just be real, Amen. Amen. We in this thing together, Amen. And we have to stand together, man. That's the only way it's, we're going to stand, amen. We got to come together. Because if we're divided, man, we can't we can't make it. Amen. We all need each other, man. There is no title, no nothing. It ain't got to do with no titles or nothing like that. We have to show love for one another. Amen. And love is not just speaking love. Love is showing love, amen. We can't say we love somebody and then we don't show it, amen. You got to show love, just like God, don't just speak love to us. He show us. Amen. Every day. Every day you wake up, amen. That's enough to get God praise. Nobody should have to come and try to prime us or pump us up, amen. We were designed to give God praise. We were designed amen. to give God glory. We were designed to worship him in spirit and in truth, amen. So we got to give God praise, amen. Every, every day you open your eyes, that's enough to give God praise. You ain't got nothing to do with no house and no car. You ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Amen. We were designed for one purpose, and that's to give God praise. Amen. Amen. So we got to thank God. I thank God for this opportunity. Amen. It don't come to everybody. It really don't. Amen. Amen. So I thank God just for this opportunity, man, to be used by him because the glory belongs to him. I ain't come amen. here to try to make nobody laugh. Amen. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's about doing the will of God. Amen. And we receiving something because... One thing I know, the Bible says the ways of a man is in his heart, amen. You, what's in your heart, amen? This is going to come out. Amen. That's why I said, I had to just confess that because I do be I do be nervous and scared sometimes. You know, I ain't going to lie. When, I, when that time get real close, I be like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> like, Lord Jesus. And I know that that's just the enemy trying to put fear. Fear because I, I don't want, I'm going to say this, I'm going to let y'all go. I dealt with fear so long, amen. I dealt with fear so long. And one thing I realized what fear has done to me over a period of time is it has, it was causing me to be stagnated. I wanted God to use me, but the other hand, I was scared how he was going to use me. I was scared what was ahead if I really surrendered totally to him. And this is what fear do to you. Fear will cause you to be paralyzed. Fear will cause you to look at things in another way. Amen. God was just trying to, lead. he was trying to bless me. He was trying to show me a different way. But I was scared of the way he was trying to show me because a lot of it didn't make sense to me. And that's another thing. We, we think this thing has to make sense. It doesn't because God said his ways are not our ways, neither his thoughts. So the way you, we might think, that might not be what he's thinking. Amen. But we have to trust him. That's the thing. We got to trust him at what he said, whether we can see our way or not. Amen. That's where the faith comes in. Because you can't see faith. Amen. God is intentional. Amen. 
Amen. Everything that he has designed, everything he has laid, it's already taken care of. It's already done. Amen. Amen. So I, I thank you guys for your ears. Amen. I thank you for allowing us to come before you. I thank God for my pastor. Amen. My apostle, my overseer, Lincoln Nelson. I thank God for each and every minister. I thank God for everyone in their respective places. I kind of the blessing just be before you. And I know my wife looking at me crazy, so I think I'm saying too much. So I'm going to let I'm going to stop right here, amen. <laughs> but I love you guys. I really love you. And, and yeah, I'm going to turn it over to her. <laughs> Well, we just once again just want to say thank you guys so much for joining us on today. God is intentional Amen. and so is his promise. We have to understand that God did not make no mistake when he blessed you with what he has blessed you with. It was intentional for him to bless you. Amen. It was intentional for him to make a promise to you. So everything that God does, we have to know that God is intentional about everything that he does and he makes no mistakes. Amen. Amen. Amen.